episode, we're going to be talking about issues around consent and therefore there are going to be references to sexual assault and rape. Kia ora. Hello. And welcome to our podcast. Just another F word. I'm Ellie. And I'm Ella. And welcome. Happy New Year. It's 2021. Holy shit. How did we get here? Yeah, we are here, aren't we? I don't know if I've quite got... It's always that thing right at the start of the year when you forget when you try and write the date out Mm -hmm. and you still write the old year and you're like, oh, yeah. Sometimes you write two years ago. Sometimes (laughs) I still find myself writing 2019. Okay, I can't relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) And we're on location, team. I know. We're just... Up and coming podcasters, Hella and I, um, <laughs> on location in the beautiful town of Waihee. We are. We're on tour. Oh, yeah, that's the word. Location. No, tour I like it. I, mean, I like yeah. location as well. Location, it sounds like location. we're filming. Yeah. Look, we are. Well, we did do some filming. Um, if you guys haven't followed us yet, we do have a TikTok. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, called Just Another F Word. We've branched out. Um, I'm sorry for <laughs> what they look like because... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but let's enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh. And how are you, Ella? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, it's been a hectic start to the year already. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that's why we had to pretty much take a week out last week, didn't mm. we? We took an extra week just to kind of gather ourselves after the Christmas yeah. and New Year because it's always just such a busy time. And we've also got, you know, our normal mahi. Mm. Um, you're, you've worked through Christmas this year. Yeah. Thank you. Um. I haven't, but I've actually been trying to actually take a step back from everything. So, yeah, Which we... is really important. So a little important. bit of self-care and having some time so... off is essential. Um, which I did. So Yay. we, um, yeah, so we took a week off last week, but we are ready to record the start of the year. And what better way than talking about what, Ella? Consent. Yes, Bam. consent. A big one. A big topic. So, yeah. so important again really links into a lot of what we've been talking about mm-hmm. previously um but just huge yeah especially because at this time of year in Aotearoa it's um, summer so um everyone's going to their batches party getting drunk all the time festivals everything and so consent is huge and it's not something unfortunately we really talk about a lot yeah, well, we've had it, some of our work, we end up going around in schools, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk to young people about um, healthy relationships and that kind of thing. And it is such a topic that just isn't really discussed properly and we no. don't cover it. And yet it's essential to like all kinds of relationships that we have with people. And particularly then when you move into maybe like physical yep. um, parts of relationships, sexual relationships, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And actually we do young people are hu- and, and everyone a huge disservice by not having these conversations. Well, exactly. And I think, you know, let's put it out here and say exactly what it is. Um, in this episode, we're not going to be calling it uh, non-consensual sex. Oh nah, that's that's it's, bullshit. It's bullshit. It's rape. And um, yeah, if so it's not if it's not consensual, it's rape. Yeah, there's and nothing non-consensual the, sex is rape. Let's, there's, that there's terminology. No, yeah, it's not even a term. It, you know, it's rape. And so, what we need to um, be really aware is giving power to the word and using it for what it is. Yeah, people use the word non-consensual because they think it's too. Um, rape is such a scary word and they're right rape is you know hugely um, scary and but by calling it non-consensual you're taking away the emphasis of what the action of what that person did to someone totally and the impact that it has yeah and then you're just you're letting a um a survivor 
just sit there and go, well, no, it wasn't non-consensual. Actually, they took something from me without my consent and they should be charged or they should be spoken to with the severity of what they've done. And just the, like, the emotional and the physical kind of trauma that can come from it as well. Like, it's a hugely it has a huge impact on someone's life mm. and you can't downplay that. And we have been downplaying that for forever. So yeah. it's about time that we use the language around it and it's going to make people uncomfortable, but yeah. that's because it's a fucking awful thing to happen to someone. Yeah, so. exactly. So um, today, trigger warning. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about rape. We are. In terms of consent. Yeah. What is there, How would you talk about consent? Um, I would talk about consent pretty simply, meaning if, if it's not a yes... Then it's a no. There we are. Bam. So if um even if someone says, Oh, I'm not sure, um, not right now, I feel uncomfortable, all of those are not Y E S. Therefore yeah. it's not a yes. Or doesn't say anything. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, exactly. Silence, yeah. you know, doesn't actually agree in any way. Yeah. Um because consent can come in different ways in yeah. terms of like there's that verbal stuff that you're talking mm-hmm. about there, which is the kind of probably the clearer kind of like yes or no mm-hmm. um, kind of response. But we also know that when people are in situations and they get very fearful, that they can also, um, there's several different ways in which someone can respond. And one exactly. of them is to just freeze and yep. to completely like not like not move and, mm-hmm. not, and not do anything. And um, that's something that can be really misunderstood. Yeah. And therefore someone not actively participating or mm-hmm. seeming interested or their body language like we communicate with so much of our body language and that plays such a huge part in consent 80, as well 80 percent of the way that we communicate with people is through body language and so that means if we're frozen if you're pulling away if you're not engaging in it like all of those are no's yeah and totally. and i just really put, want to put some emphasis here is that um, all of those signs, all of those, no, I don't want to, no, not yet, no, I'm uncomfortable, no, I don't want to be with you, all of those no's is not a fucking invitation for you to play hard to get. Like, it's not us playing hard to get. Yeah. It is a fucking line. And no means no. So don't try and say, oh, she was playing hard to get, so I'm just going to pursue it. Yeah. That shit's not okay. No, I think that's something that kind of comes from, like, Movies. stories and stuff yeah movies and things mm-hmm. actually that women just do that like when they say no it actually means yes just not right now and it's like yeah. no it doesn't it means no respect someone's respect someone's decision um and yeah like perfect example how i met your mother mm. um the main character ted mosby um has the hots for his um dentist oh no his like dermatologist or something she's like removing a tattoo Mm. and she said like straight out at the first appointment i don't date patients um at the end of this i'm gonna say no and he goes back to his friends and brags and says i'm gonna turn this no into a yes it becomes like a competition yeah but it's also it's it's completely discounting the no she's put in her boundary in the beginning she said what she is gonna do and then he acts like this big sad set when she says no again. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not a competition. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. It also kind of, that kind of feeds into, and just the word that came into my head then as mm-hmm. well, was like coercion. Yeah. And it's like how you might essentially manipulate someone to kind of convince them into saying yes, when originally mm-hmm. they were like, maybe like, mm, I'm not sure, or even mm-hmm. like, no. And you've kind of 
that and that is if you have coerced someone or obviously threatened them yeah um in order for them to agree that's not mm-hmm. consensual either thinking of all of those things yeah when do we ask for consent i think there's loads of different scenarios in which we can kind of bring this in which people don't often think about actually and i think the thing is is that we are told from movies and hollywood and everything that you actually don't ask for consent like you're just told oh, yeah, that you should just feel it or yeah, like it just, just happens all naturally or oh the rose petals were falling from the ceiling as she went down on my subtle supple bosom or some bullshit and that doesn't happen poetic ellie i'm so poetic. i don't know if you know this i'm basically ellie shakespeare it's pretty great <laughs> i love it uh, that's, <laughs> a new, that's a new name that's a new name um but because we are told by we have all these expectations by social media that this is how it happens. We have now come into a um, experience that we think it's weird to ask for consent, right? Well, we don't see real examples of how it can play out. Like, no. even if you watch, like, porn and that kind of thing, which obviously is a huge place which mm-hmm. people get pretty much most of their sex ed because yeah. sex education is shit mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere. Or you well get it from really. your weirdo teachers who don't even give it to you yeah, at school. exactly. And you're like, oh, But that, cool. like... That there, there aren't actually examples of mm. how you can bring consent in without it like people act like it you have to get some kind of written binding contract which yeah. hey if you want to do that like that's whatever cool. your jazz is yeah. that's fine but like actually there's ways in which you can bring it in which is super sexy and super yeah. like really fits in with what's going on and it's cool because hey like then you know the person's really yeah. into it why would you not want to find that exactly. out exactly and you and it means that you've actually got a really respectful relationship like mm. you actually are taking into consideration what's important for your partner mm-hmm. and i guess it's also acknowledging that when we talk about consent it's not um, just sexual relationships that we're going to be talking about, like with some examples. Um, obviously, we will be talking about a lot of ways to keep it sexy when we ask for consent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also to acknowledge that consent can be in things as simple as hugging or cuddling or kissing or even um, getting our kids or like young whanau members to interact with other people you know oh yeah like when you force them to like kiss or hug like an older relative and actually they really really don't want to and you force them to anyway and you're just like actually what are you telling a child about the right to their body in that situation you're telling them that actually they have to do what someone else has told them to do do. and and that's still like i don't think people realize or connect actually and it's different with different cultures too because it is a um a level of respect that sometimes you have to go and um connect with an elder in a yeah. certain way yeah however um i think especially from like our other episode around you know racist nana and creepy um uncle um acknowledging that actually we shouldn't be forcing anybody to do anything with their body that they don't want to do mm-hmm. yeah and we really know we really need to nurture that young in our children so that when they are older they're going to have a really cool foundation of asking and understanding consent when they're older yeah i love that and it's even like if that is something that's expected from a cultural perspective well then having a conversation about that Mm -hmm. and saying look like that that's different to Mm -hmm. say in this scenario where your body you know it's your choice Mm -hmm. and you decide and if there's a situation that you don't want to be in then you can leave it or you can get in touch with this person or you know you can you don't you don't need to just yeah. go through with something and, and giving children the... And then, therefore, young people. Yeah, because it's, it's... I always think about how I would um, do it if I had kids. And... Because um, I know that um, 
in my culture, it's always kind of, you just go and give everyone a hug and a kiss. And um, I've never known anything different. Um, I've also been really lucky that um, the people that are in, that I've done that with in my whanau, I've never felt uncomfortable or unsafe mm. doing that. But I do know from a lot of different people that there have been experiences in other um, families and whanau um, all over in different cultures where they've had to do that and they felt really uncomfortable and yeah. and they haven't known where they can go no. to to talk about that because it's an expectation. It's really confusing. Yeah, and so what I've always kind of thought about is that whether I ever have kids or like my nephews and my nieces, is that always um, instilling that relationship with them that they can always come and talk to me if anything has made them feel uncomfortable, especially yeah. when it's in a cultural setting, yeah. that there is no um, safeguarding or secret keeping, that mm. if something has felt unsafe, that something has happened out of their consent, yeah. that they'll always be able to come and talk to yeah. a safe adult about what's yeah. happened. Yeah. And keeping that communication there mm. and knowing that they can they come and they can come and speak to someone. I think that's really, really cool. Well um You're cool. Ah, thanks. <laughs> um but yeah, so consent in terms of like like you mentioned around like any kind of physical touching really. Mm-hmm. Um but then obviously kind of moving on from that potentially if you're um, going to be kissing someone or that yeah. kind of thing, asking for the consent, you know, and actually it can be done really cool. Just being yeah, like, it, it does you know. not have to be, hello, hello. can hello. I have consent in kissing you? Know, you? It can be like, you know, can I kiss you now? Like, yeah. <laughs> can we make out? Yeah, like, um, I would really love to make out with you. Like, would you like to do the same? Or... Yeah. And if you get rejected and someone says no, don't get fucking butthurt about no. it. No! Literally just like, <laughs> Suck okay. it up. Yeah, it's a bit shit. It makes you feel a bit shit for a second, but get over it. Like, because you'll you're be fine. Because you're respecting their yeah. boundaries. Exactly. Exactly. I had a, I had a really cool experience. Um, one of the people that we work alongside with in our mahi, um, he's this really cool dude, and I met him like two years ago. He does some really cool stuff around um, self-protect for the young um, students that we work with. Yeah. And um, when I first met him, um, because I didn't really know, and I'm a hugger and a kisser. That's just like who I am. But I also respect that that's not how everybody is. Mm. Um, and so when and we live in a Pakeha world, and mm. in the Pakeha world, you shake hands when you meet mm. people, right? So when I first met this dude, I shook my hand, I uh, shook his hand, and introduced myself. And then he said, um, "Are you cool if we hug?" Mm. And it was fucking cool, mm. like to have a male mm. asks for consent to hug as an introduction rather than just an expectation. Yeah. And it's been one of those things that I've really tried to take into my professional work um, as I've moved on by going, hey, are we cool to hug? Because sometimes um, it's just expected. And sometimes when a dude just decides that he can do that yeah, in a professional yeah, yeah. setting or even in, in the, like, non-sexual way that they yeah. can just hug you it is very off-putting especially if you've got trauma well that's the thing mm-hmm. it can be triggering for someone you don't know a what what is going on for them even that day but b mm-hmm. what's happened to them and what experiences they've had mm-hmm. um and it's being really respectful of that and mm-hmm. asking them if they're okay and checking in yeah i think it's really really cool and it's just i don't know it's mm-hmm. something that we can you're, you're right we don't do it at the moment but if you start to incorporate it into your mm-hmm. just into the way you speak it won't it's not weird and no. people will actually be like oh cool like and hopefully that um you and your partner or partners are listening to our podcast (laughs) therefore everyone is getting the same fucking story so it's fine Mm -hmm. because we need to start talking about consent in a way that isn't kind of 
um, creepy or scary or anything like that. Yeah, I know. And we need to look at some techniques around how we do it when we have sex. We understand that not all relationships are sexual. Mm. However, lots of relationships are. And so how do we ask consent when we're in the bedroom yeah. or in the park? <laughs> wherever you, look. Well, hopefully you've consented to wherever to, it, is it is that is, your right. sexual intuition is happening. That's fair. Um, but, but yeah. How I, do we make it sexy? Yeah, totally. And I think it's about checking in with them. So if mm-hmm. um, you've, say, you're starting to like undress or something like that and you're starting kissing in certain places, maybe ask them, like, mm. does it feel good for me to kiss you here? Um, would you like it if I did this? Yeah. How about if I... You know, and it's kind of like... and as you move through the whole process because obviously it's not just like one thing when you're having that kind of experience you don't yeah. just go well I hope you don't because <laughs> if you um, are, maybe you should um, yeah there will be another episode uh, okay yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah you're kind of moving and, and it's always checking in and mm-hmm. it's asking if you want to try something different or you want to change positions or you want to mm-hmm. do something different um, that you're always asking that you yeah. don't assume because someone's consented to one thing that they're then going to consent to like everything everything else um, or or anything else, and also if someone starts and then withdraws, yeah, it. yeah, that's mm. what that's what I'm about to say. Because sometimes you can ha- be having sex, and then it's just kind of weird, or you may just stop feeling it. Like I know for me personally, with stuff that's happened to me, that there will be lots of times that me and my partner may be having sex, and then halfway through, I'll just be like, oh nah, no deal, yeah, kind of want to stop. Yeah. And it's not anything that he's done or anything that is unpleasurable. It's just that. Um, for me it wasn't okay and I needed to stop and I'm I'm very lucky with my current partner that whenever I've said that he's been like cool and there's never been that extra pressure of like okay how about we do this or why don't you just do this because what will happen a lot of the time in unhealthy relationships is that you'll say no and if they're trying to be that nice guy they'll pull away I was about to say pull out but (laughs) pull away and then they'll try kissing you again or hugging Mm. you or touching you and you know without asking to do yeah, that part yeah, yeah. or and having a conversation around it yeah you also might get labeled like a cock tease like people oh, often fuck. say something like All that you know or like oh you're just a tease like you're just and it's like actually no nah, i just wasn't feeling it anymore yeah or you're just like and people don't talk about that yeah. sometimes you just don't feel it anymore no totally something's yeah. happened especially if you've had those like kind of experiences and it's been yeah. triggering or whatever it doesn't even freaking matter what your reason is but um yeah however just... you want if you want to say and so i'm quite lucky with my partners that we're quite um i was about to say vocal again i'm really sorry for my parents or my in-laws if they're listening to this not vocal but we often will communicate about whether um we're into it or whether it's okay um and we've always talked about um you know, when we start, he always asks, do you want yeah. to have sex, you yeah. know? Um, and it's probably not the sexiest way to ask, but it's something that works really well in our relationship because yeah. it makes me feel really safe about yeah. whether I can give a yes or no. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It may not work in every relationship that way because sometimes you want it to be a little more, like, alluring, like, yeah. Mm. Do you want to bang? <laughs> I don't know. But... Nah. <laughs> 
like like sex is so awkward and oh like it God. has it's not always like it's obviously can be super sexy and it is but it's also really awkward and Wait. there's lots of like grossness and stuff like that which Are is you amazing saying that it's not sexy every <laughs> single time like rose petals falling from the <laughs> ceiling that's hilarious the, like gauze just going over the Can mood lighting fuck just man, too, much, too much too much so it's also looking at when consent isn't just like the first instant like it's not the first insert or something it's um every time so if there's a change of a position if yeah. there is um a touching a certain way if there's a difference to something that you're doing you know definitely. you've always got to check in yeah totally you really do need to definitely if you're going to be looking to do something different you 100% need to ask the person mm-hmm. for their consent I think the other thing is sometimes you have these experiences mm-hmm. and you don't realize entirely what has happened yeah particularly if it feels like you've consented to one thing and mm-hmm. then something happens and you didn't consent to that and there was yeah. no way of checking in it's very confusing yeah and that's something that i that i've experienced and like it wasn't really until years later that i was able to really recognize yeah. what had happened and i was just like oh shit like actually i never consented to that and there was no and there was no like conversation around it yeah. and actually that's completely like completely wrong but it's quite a confusing area because you have consented to something so people would you know you get this whole and you, you internalize that victim blaming as well yeah. um when really it's that responsibility to be checking in all the time all the time and i guess the thing is that we're frequently told that sex is one way and that when an incident happens to us we often block it out and then when we start listening to new podcasts or reading new books or having people or friends who work in this industry and we start having these conversations that starts stirring something inside of us and Mm. that's the thing that then makes us start going actually shit that wasn't okay and so um it's true yeah just being aware that this podcast this episode particular may start stirring some things yeah um ella and i are really lucky that we've had the we've had this consent conversation over and over again Mm. and so a lot of the time we know what we're kind of talking about Mm. and we've had this discussion so it's not new and fresh for us but for some people it's the first time you may be hearing that actually um, what's happened isn't okay. Yeah. Um, and we'd really just encourage you to reach out, um, whether it be to us or to a really good friend or someone to just talk about that those experiences. Yeah, to share it totally yeah. and to not carry so much of the load and the guilt. Because it wasn't your fault. No, no. At all. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, it's a very, it is a very, but it can be kind of, as soon as you have these conversations and you start to realise and then you reflect on things that have happened, you're mm-hmm. like, hmm. I think what kind of really comes up for this as well is how we really like downplay maybe Mm. experiences that we've had and we label them as being like those comma inverted comma things but being like bad sex rather than actually and we'll like maybe have that conversation with our friends and like it'll be something that you might but actually when you really think about it you're like nah Mm -hmm. that's sexual assault or it's you know like and call it what it is it's exactly or rape or whatever and um it's a really difficult place to be in Mm -hmm. uh, I think and it's really hard sometimes to be the friend or the whānau member to hear the um, the story mm-hmm. of the inverted blah, 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 blah mm-hmm. marks um, saying it's bad sex and knowing yourself that it's um, rape. Yeah. And having that 
and knowing that we actually have to have that conversation with that person yeah and making sure that um that person is safe the way that totally. we talk to them as they as they kind of realize what's mm. happened to them another example that's kind of come up as well which i think is something that we often forget about but um around like wearing a condom oh, so like yeah. if you've agreed um and if you're talking about penetrative sex, but, you know, if you've agreed to wear a condom and then that person then removes it without you knowing, mm-hmm. that is actually rape. And it's mm-hmm. and it's actually just saying that straight out there. Like, yep. because it's something that happens. And so fucking often, yeah, eh? It's just, yeah, the fact that people do that and don't even realise or like, yeah, no, it's awful. Yeah, and this conversation actually, it made me think of a really, really good TV show, which I would highly recommend. Um, It's Michaela Cole. Like, she's she's acting in it and she also wrote it and it's about her personal experience. Mm. It's called um, I May Destroy You and it's talking about, um, it's actually based on her own true story. Um, She's an amazing writer, amazing actor and it's talking about when she was um, date raped but also mm. then subsequent... Um, sexual assaults that occurred um Mm -hmm. and her kind of essentially coming to terms with what had happened and trying Mm -hmm. to go through the justice system but it's amazing like it's and and it also touches on stories of like um black gay men and their experiences Mm -hmm. in the gay community like there's it's really really awesome it covers so much stuff it's quite hard hitting but it also shows the kind of like conflict for her as she tries to deal with what has happened and the hatred for that person and she tries to find out who it was and all sorts of stuff but it's super good because it covers these elements of like consent, which we forget good. to talk about, good. Um, such as like removing a condom and that kind of stuff, which yeah. actually, yeah, they're just, yeah, we just don't have those conversations. So I would recommend Ever. have a, have a, have a watch of that. Um, Let's watch it this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, can. I'd be down. It's on the BBC. Yeah, yeah it is. It's on the BBC. So... You might be able to find it. I don't know. Yeah. It's on the, it's quite recent that it came out. So yeah, that sounds really good. And it's so important to continue to have these conversations around consent mm-hmm. because we are just so, for some reason, we're so terrified to talk about consent and to talk about sex. And I've all, I've had this amazing, um, when I first moved into this work, I had this really cool Māori wahine, um, Stacey Pepini talk to me and, um, we were learning about sex and how, and, and rape and how it worked in the field that we work in. Mm -hmm. And she said to me in New Zealand, we don't, talk we we are so embarrassed that we don't even talk about good sex Mm. so how are we expected for people to talk about bad sex if we can't Mm. even talk about good sex Mm. and i guess if anything can be taken away from our consent chat is to actually let's start talking about sex let's stop making it such a taboo or awkward subject part of the episode which we like to call see you next thursday uh where we talk about a rant or a rave that's happened for the last well couple of weeks for us now it has been a couple of weeks we've had two weeks to reflect on the news and life's events news i don't even watch the news (laughs) which yeah well (laughs) i feel like you know when we spent we spent some family i spent some family time with ellie's family her whanau over the weekend and there was lots of news watching oh there was a lot they watched the news and they're disgusted by the fact that i purposely choose not to watch or read the news and i think just with the work for me personally for the work that we do it's just really hard with all the stuff that we have always around our lives and then watching the news because the news never reports anything good 
it's always just shit so i just don't want to watch it or listen to it. i know it sounds stupid and naive but it's a way of self-care for me no that's fair you yeah. then just get to listen to me rant about it the no, i love it because you, you come into work and you tell me this is what was on the news and i'm like oh cool didn't know that i'm always last to the party but anyway so ella why don't you tell us which i'm assuming has something to do with the news um, what your rant or rave is. Well, you're right, Ellie. It does <laughs> have something to do with the news because it's been a freaking shit show of a week with oh the news. God, like, honestly. And um, I mean, the big thing is, of course, it's like coming towards the end of Trump's presidency. Rain. Um, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> in America, dictatorship. <laughs> also, he wants it to be anyway. Yeah. Um, in America. And um, there has been the big storming of the Capitol building by mm. Trump fascist supporters. Um, Basically like the Hunger Games. Yeah, because it's the Capitol. It's the the Capitol. Capitol building. I wonder they probably got it from there, actually, right? You know, so the author of the Hunger Games was saying that the way that she came up with the um, whole idea of it was that she was like trying to think of a book late one night Mm. and she was flipping through channels on TV and so she was flipping through the news and all the bombings and awful horrors and stuff like that and then with like like I think it was like a teenage movie like Twilight or something I could be wrong this could just be me making it up (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I read it that yeah she was just flipping between like a teenage movie and um and all this horror of shooting up people and surviving and stuff and so it was between flipping of those and wondering if that was ever going to be like a world and that's how it became there we are fun fact within fun our fact. see you next thursday that's not a run rave. so let's go back to storming the capital so storming the capital <laughs> um yeah it's just been absolutely wild and like trump inciting hate like mm. um and encouraging those people to go and do that to literally march on the capital and then yep. force their way in um that for them him being like banned on twitter yep. but then the big thing as well was just like if we watched that footage and we saw the ways in which the police re- reacted to this mainly predominantly white mm-hmm. um group of people that were inciting violence literally on you know like within and then we compare that to what happened over the summer or the summer over in, in that America. side of the world yeah. um with black lives matter protests and the complete oh, violence from the police mm-hmm. you're just like the stark difference just really shows it actually is just the perfect description of what america is like and why it's facing this complete like internal battle that's essentially mm-hmm. going on but it's just um it's just scary, eh? Like that this yeah. group of people that have got such extreme right-wing ideologies and who are fascists ultimately mm. have um, are getting this much like attention. And actually, yeah. like you've got a president who is continuing to encourage that behaviour. And so there's talk of an impeachment, eh? There is a talk of impeachment. So they are talking about because ultimately even though he's only got a few days left mm. um if they don't impeach him then he has all these benefits from being a president and he could rerun again in 2024 um and also there's lots of like pensions and stuff so they're talking about impeaching him and there is a lot more it looks like there's more support but uh, i was listening to a podcast today another mm. podcast nice um that was ta- that's saying that the likelihood of them actually being able to do it it's slim but we are recording this a few days behind actual thursday so who knows who knows by who thursday? knows what's gonna have happened who knows um but yeah they are talking you about hope, it i hope they do you hope for just like accountability sake that there is something like that because realistically you've got the shit that's going down 
um, and someone has done something that's wrong. Mm. And if anyone else had done it, um, if they were a person of color or like a woman, you know, mm. they would be held on a different level and that's not okay. And you've actually have to have consequences for your actions. And when you're someone as big as this fucking president, I know. you actually need, your consequences should just be just as big. So totally. You don't get a timeout, Trump. No, you get no, a no. fucking impeachment. I know. I hope so. Eh? That's yeah. why it was good that Twitter actually like mm. got rid of him as well, but a bit, li- a little bit too late. But yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, absolutely crazy. So I guess we'll just see what un- like happens. And people, I think everyone around the world is just watching America, just like what yeah. the fuck. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Ellie, yeah. your rant or rave. Moving on to you. Have you got something a bit brighter than um? I do. Yeah. So um first of all, got some kittens. <gasps> kittens. Yeah, two little kittens. Um Arthur and Minerva. I think we should introduce them. Oh on my the gosh, I'll Insta- put, I'll, yeah, put them I'll, on the Instagram. I'll post some you photos. You can't tell our listeners about your kittens and I'll post, not post some photos. photos about the kitties. They're super fucking cute, so that's always a delight. Um Love and that recently so yesterday which was sunday mm. um ella and i were down in he um supporting a um like a tournament fundraiser for netball no not for netball mm. a netball tournament <laughs> uh we were playing netball um for someone i used to go to school with um ash who um has been diagnosed with cancer just recently um which is super awful um, and she only found out through um, having giving birth to her little boy. Mm. Um, and I guess one of the big things about it was that, you know, it's really encouraged young women to keep getting their, you know, smear tests done and getting those cervical screenings done. Yeah. Um, but the tournament was a huge success. There were so many um, teams and there was – just so much fun and we were able to have a really good time, eh? It was awesome. It was, it was meant really to be cool. social. Yeah, that wasn't social netball. Our team, that was the competitive. Teams, yeah, the teams we were playing were competitive. But, but you know, a bit of competition was always fun. Yeah, and yeah. I'm really proud of my sister. She was, like, the one organising yeah. it for us, which was cool. And then, like, the whole Fano came out. And then um, mum had work friends that came and played. So it was a, it was a really cool team. So. It was a big community effort, I think, yeah. as well, to raise money and everything like that. And it's real cool to be part of something like that. Yeah, and it was nice to know know the person know ash and know um and be able to say to her like you know this turnout is a testament to who you are and the, who you are in the community and um i think that's what i really like sometimes i i i bag on why a lot um <laughs> but the one thing i do like about small towns and small communities is the wraparound support you get yeah um and so that was really kind of cool to be part of that and now ella and i are dying our bones are broken yeah our bodies are an absolute mess but it's worth it you know yeah, so worth it so worth it. it's fine i don't need to walk properly so <laughs> um and then like the only other thing i thought to mention was oh, that yeah. um if you guys ever have any questions or anything like send us a like or a comment or even, um, like, if you want to hear us talk about something. Yeah, or send sing in your about something. Totally. Because, you know, we or love sing. to sing. You know, we love to sing. <laughs> you always drop that in. You're just desperate. Love just, it. You know. Any I'm opportunity. Wieter. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not singing a <laughs> Um, But, yeah, just thought that would be a cool thing, too. Just like, yeah, if you have any questions, queries, want to hear something, let us know. Get in touch. If 
If things have triggered you today, or you're worried about something you, a friend, or a whānau member is experiencing, please reach out to Women's Refuge on 0800 733 843 and follow the instructions to find your local refuge. You can also call Lifeline on 0800 543 354 or you can text 1737 to access free counselling here in New Zealand. For our friends and whānau outside of New Zealand, let us know where you are so we can support you in accessing the right services for you. We would love it if you can rate, review and subscribe on whichever platform you use. This really helps our wee podcast grow. And just remember to fuck the patriarchy. And see you next Thursday. Thank you.